Hello everyone and welcome to the Home Buyer Club podcast with me, your host Joe Thompson. And today we've got the wonderful Debs Eastwood from Eastwood Property Consultants. Hello Debs. Hello Joe. how are you today, my lovely? Very well, yeah, very well. Sun is shining, what more can we want? Well, actually, sun is shining, the more we could want is the heat to go along with it. That (laughs) will be nice, I'm looking forward to that. Yes, same here. Mm. It's a bit of a tradition on our show. I like to start with some quick fire questions to get loosened up, get everyone sort of in the mood and ready. So are you ready for this? Oh yes, go for it. (laughs) Okay, so coffee or tea? Tea. Beach or pool? Beach. Uh, Beer or cider? Ooh, can't I have both? (laughs) (laughs) Both, let's do it, yeah. Dog or cat? Sorry, say that again. Dog or cat? Cat. I was going to say, you've got some cats, haven't you? I have two cats. They may well appear at some point. We like that. Bus or train? Train. Hot or cold? Hot. Inside or outside? Outside. Do you call it a hot tub or a jacuzzi? Mm. I always used to call it a jacuzzi, but nowadays everybody calls them hot tubs, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Simon told me off for for slipping that one in, because I don't know if you know, but Simon Meadows used to own a a business selling hot tubs. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, there we are. (laughs) Well, that is it. So you've passed. Well done. I like that. You chose wisely. Although I do have two dogs, so I would. Yes, you do. And I've met... At least one of them, haven't I? You have, yes. 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 You should have bought the cat for the walk. That would have been an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So I'm right in saying that you are a doctor or a double doctor, as you mentioned earlier. I so... am a double doctor. The PhD came first after a degree in the sort of anatomy and cell biology, so sort of biomedical sciences. And I went on to study cancer cells. I shan't give you the full title because it's hard to say apart from anything else. (laughs) Um, And did some teaching while I was doing that and got a master's certificate in teaching as well. And, but even though I enjoyed it and it was great and it was interesting, I knew it wasn't what was going to push my buttons long-term. So I decided once three children were in tow, yes, I was completely bonkers, that I was going to do medicine. And so I did. At the grand old age of 39, and with three kids, I started a medical degree. Wow. Wow. So you were already a a working doctor. Um, And then you decided to to go back to school technically and and do it all again. Yes, my eldest, who was a teenager at the time, was highly amused by the fact that he was going to be finished school before I was. (laughs) (laughs) Were you going to WH Smiths together to buy your your equipment for the year? My equipment, yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's fantastic. How long did it take you to do the second degree? Um, Medicine takes five years. I wasn't allowed any exemptions. Uh, because I came to Sheffield, my hometown, um, to do my degree because I've got good childcare there. Um, my partner was there. It all made sense for me not to move away, though I did look into doing the shortened course, um, a four-year course at Nottingham and Derby. But the thought of the travel associated with that yeah. and my familiarity with Sheffield and, you know, I was actually going to be studying some of the courses that I'd been teaching on. That was an interesting right. dynamic. 
is, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but with a completely different application to it, instead of it being pure science, it was obviously all clinically orientated second time around. So, yeah. So, so something a bit different. Which, yeah. Again, yeah, like you said. It was it's... really good. It felt, like I said, I enjoyed what I was doing before, but the purpose wasn't as clear to me. Now there was a purpose. Brilliant. So and then fast forward. Much more You've now opened yes. your own business. I know. So where, that, where does that come about? Where did, where did the business <gasps> come, come from? I've always been interested in property. I know that's a cliche, but it's true. Um, when Right Move became a thing, I became a complete Right Move nerd. Um, <laughs> a lot of friends of mine would ask me about doing interior design type stuff for them. And I really enjoyed it. I was very good with colours and styles and i think a lot of that i picked up from looking at what other people did via right move because it was you know and this makes me sound really nerdy and i love a good juicy floor plan oh gosh yeah everyone <laughs> i love looking at floor plans <laughs> oh yeah i'm so yeah i'm so in agreement with that i hate you know when you look at right move and they don't have a floor plan i move on <laughs> i move on yeah, not interested in the property anymore. Thank you very much. But that was kind of the very, very beginning of the interest in property. But I decided that because I didn't start medicine until I was older um, and I'd spent quite a fair amount of time being a student, that I needed to think about what was going to happen when I arrived at an age that I didn't want to work anymore. So I thought, well, how else, apart from working a million hours a week, in anaesthetics which is my medical profession um can i get myself an income for retirement and i thought well why not look into property um and so i did so you so, went down the property rabbit hole i indeed and isn't it a rabbit hole <laughs> it is it's yeah. exciting yeah i love it Scary. oh gosh i love it yeah just That's amazing passionate about it i could spend all day doing it and i do i have two days off from work a week um and they are my property days plus weekends as well so oh fantastic so just explain to people what you actually do uh, in the property game okay so there are a couple of different threads to my business um one i'm buying traditional um buy to lets or hmos houses of multiple occupation where you went to room instead of um, the full property um and building those up to a portfolio which will provide me with a rent rental income. The whole feeling behind that goes with the tagline I've kind of got for my business. So it's property with a heart. So if it's not decent quality, if it doesn't provide a win-win for everybody involved in the situation, then I'm not interested, I'm not gonna do it. Okay, um, that's one basic thread. Um, to it but also by doing that you often come up with properties that you think well it's not the right time for me to buy at the moment or it's not exactly the right style of property or the right area that I want to buy in but it may well be for other people so I became what is called a property sourcing agent which is a little bit like an estate agent um, but the difference being these properties will never appear on right move because they never meet an estate agent. So I go out, I find these properties, and then I can offer them to other property investors. 
The beauty is, is that if you are the person with the property, you don't have to pay estate agents fees because I will take a finder's fee from the investor that's buying the property. Probably music to a lot of sellers' ears, that. That's it. And a lot of people don't like a, a train load of people traipsing through their home either, having to keep it clean for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. You know, to that showroom standard, if you've got a busy family life, that's really difficult to do. Yeah. And this way, there's only me coming in photos. That's brilliant. Um, to, to what's funny about that, I spoke to a guy yesterday and he was having all his viewings done on Thursday and he said, I'm so thankful because the house is such a tip. I can't be bothered to keep it tidy all week. <laughs> That's brilliant. So get them all in on one day, get them done. And like you said, tidy it just for you to go in, take your pictures and then you go make as much mess as you want then. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, and the investors love it because... It's a property that hasn't come to them via right move. So, you know, it's not out on the open market. It's tailored specifically for their needs. So, again, it's another win-win. So, Sounds brilliant. Yeah. That's excellent stuff. So, yeah. now, you've said that you've owned a few properties in the past. What, which one Which one was your favourite? <laughs> oh, which house move was your favourite? That is a very good question. I mean, the first one I bought was for me to live in, I'll just talk the residential ones, um, okay. was just around the corner from here, actually. Um, bought with a then fiancé, and it was all very exciting because it was brand new, and we'd never done this before, and felt all grown up, and oh my goodness, I've got a mortgage, and need life insurance, and all these things that, when you're young, seem very, very scary. Very grown up. Yeah, very grown up. Yeah, it was in my head, I'm like, I'm not grown up at all. And yet what I'm doing is grown up. Um, but that was around the corner. But I bought, I then moved when I was doing my first degree to a place near the university in Sheffield. Not a very nice area. It was, well, shall we say it was in a flat. The flat itself was fabulous, very spacious, council property. It's not there anymore. Um, but at night, if you were coming in late at night, sometimes you had to step over the drunk that lived at the end of the corridor. Oh, no. And you could hear the heels of the uh, ladies of the night <laughs> on the um, <laughs> landing above. Oh, so no. it wasn't the best place to bring up kids. And that was where I had my son. So I moved to a, bought a property, um, you know, the shared ownership that they do. Yeah. I bought a property in the fabulously lovely suburb of Totley. Um, okay. shared ownership there's no way on this planet I could have avoided that um, and I ended up letting that one out actually um, when I moved in with um, the father for my girls and before I started medicine so that was really really nice so that one worked out really well um, unfortunately you still have that in your portfolio um, no I don't um, that is massively to my regret in one way but I didn't have any property education then. I've done tons and tons and tons of education um, now in the past sort of four or five years. Um, and I sold it when I got accepted into medical school. Um, like I say, I wouldn't have sold it knowing what I know now. I would definitely have kept it. But it did mean that I was able to get through medical school um, and out the other side without accruing any student debt. 
Oh, perfect. So, so actually it served a massive purpose then. Yeah, it was, it was perfect at the time and I didn't know any better, um, but it didn't matter. It was, it was no. a good thing to do. Um, then 12 years later, unfortunately, my relationship ended with the girl's father. So I was buying property again. Um, and I bought a house. It was an ex-council house. It had a little annex on the side of it um, that my son, who was then 16, lived in. So we only had to meet in the kitchen, him and his mates. Which was <laughs> Perfect. Um, he had his own shower room and everything. So um, me and the girls had the rest of the house, was, which was just like an ordinary sort of three-bedroom semi. And it was in wood seats, which is bustling and lively, lots of bus routes and all sorts of things. So it was perfect for the growing family. So, and I actually used the annex um, when my son moved out. Um, okay. It felt a little strange. I'm like, I've never used this space. I don't really know what to do with it. Um, I guess it's, it's been kept for the, the stinky teen boys to fester uh, exactly. You go over there, stay in your bit. That's it. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do with this? So, you know, there was a multitude of ideas, but I just, a friend of mine said, well, why don't you see about getting a lodger? Oh, don't know about that. You know, you hear all sorts of things, don't you? Yeah. But I was into doing um, indoor climbing then, doing some bouldering. And so I put an advert up in the local climbing works and this lovely lady, Harriet, came and stayed for five years. Wow. Which was incredible. Um, we got on like a house on fire. Everything was wonderful. And she actually worked in London, so would come up and be there at weekends. So the house was mine most of the time, but shared some of the time. It was a great arrangement. I think, you know, we all benefited fantastic. from it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I suppose it still felt like your house. Yeah. With someone occasionally popping in to stay. Yeah, yeah, which was really nice. Um, and she was a lovely lady. She was also, um, she was an archaeology PhD and working in this amazing job in London. So we used to tell wow. each other fabulous stories. So, yeah, it was great. Interesting. And then she wow. got a job uh, in Wales. So I Airbnb'd the annex part for a while. That was interesting. It's crazy because... I guess people don't realise that Airbnb works anywhere. Oh, yeah. I was astounded, Joe, because this was a house on the edge of a council estate in a suburban area, just an ordinary suburban area, nothing exciting about it at all, apart yeah. from good connection. And I was so busy. It was, it was almost constant, almost constant. Um, some people would come for a night or two. Um, visiting doctors would come and stay during the week and go home at weekends. People would come up for all sorts of conferences and meetings and things I'd never even heard of. You know, there was a group of guys came over for, because it held three people. Um, wow. Came a big over space for, then. Pardon? It's a very big space then. It was great. It was like, yeah. it was one big room that had got a double bed in there. And when Harriet was there, she had a big desk, some lo big desk and loads of wardrobes and all sorts. So there was easy room for this single bed as well. And it had got sliding patio doors on the back and a little balcony. 
so you could oh, walk out and okay. the view was tremendous that's the only thing i regret about leaving that property was the view it was amazing mm. see out to the peaks on one side and into town for, for, on the other side so firework night was spectacular oh i bet it was oh, um, i bet that was good yeah it was it was but these three guys were at some sort of pokemon type convention i don't know what on earth it was but um, <laughs> yeah they asked if they could have um somebody else stay there for one of the nights and i said well you know i haven't got any other sort of facilities apart from the large cushions that you could pump together and this guy was of a very small stature and i didn't know this and i'd said well it would you know have to be somebody that doesn't take up a lot of space and then i felt awful when i met him i was like oh my goodness i'm mortified so but completely innocent mistake um but they were very happy and i was happy to let them stay but i had some people come in over christmas for a week over new year for two weeks a lot of them visiting family locally but there wasn't enough room to stay or going out and exploring the peak district it was wonderful kept me really busy and I guess there's a great source of income as well. Yes, it certainly was. I mean, at the time, I don't know if the figures changed, um, but the council um, and the government allow you to rent a room in your house um, and it didn't attract any tax at the time. Um, and you could earn up to £7,500. So wow. as a single parent with a couple of kids still living at home, that was very, very welcome. So, oh, oh gosh, I bet, I bet. Yeah, so, it was great. Yeah. It was so, really good. I guess the the thing that I, I heard on a, another podcast about Airbnb, um, and I, I guess the the thing is, it doesn't matter where you are, it, it, yeah. you could potentially attract people that want to come and stay, even if it is for a night. So if you've got a spare room and or an annex, you know. Yeah. And you want to earn some extra cash, get it on. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it meant I started looking for things like the obvious ones, like the snooker at the Crucible. Yeah. Um, but I started looking for other things at the arena and putting stuff out on social media and trying to sort of publicise it a little bit more. It didn't go too mad. didn't do much at all. Um, but, yeah, very popular. I, I was amazed. I didn't expect yeah. it. I thought I'd get the occasional one, but no, it kept me busy. Yeah, I bet, I bet. So the, the process of buying a house, getting a mortgage, getting your solicitor sorted, it can be long-winded. Mm-hmm. What do you remember of uh, a time when you, you bought a house and the process? Is there anything well, that sticks out? I can tell you, you something think, oh, a bit more up-to-date, if you like. Yeah, um, so obviously I do it within my business, but that's slightly different. It's, very same, it's the same process, but it's slightly different. But um, I have been... Re- very recently able to help my older daughter buy her first house i'm very proud of her she's only 22 and she's a homeowner um fantastic she got the keys just before christmas so it's very recent um so good it was fabulous so i was able to sit down and go on lots of viewings with her and teach her how to view properties teach her how to talk to the estate agents um and, you know, every single email that came in, it was, Mom, what do I do with this? Mom, what do I say with this? I know I put her in touch with mortgage advisors. I didn't know you at the time, Joe, else you would have been top of the list, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well, once she gets her empire going, you know, there we go. Yeah. Um, 
and you know helped her through that process with the application forms all the insurances i recommended a solicitor to her who was wonderful um Good. for her you know would even answer emails if she was looking at a phone on a sunday we were astounded you'd get a wow. reply back straight away so that's, that's good that's massively helpful having a decent solicitor who is responsive and not aloof um was very very helpful um yeah and now i'm helping a tradesman <laughs> brilliant yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's the next battle i guess <laughs> that's a whole different ball game yeah yeah but i remember i was saying to her at the beginning um you know obviously we view a load of a lot of properties she put offers in on lots didn't get them and i said to her i says look says it's going to be a roller coaster i says there will be times when you feel massively stressed by the whole process because of pressures put upon you from different parts of the journey you're going to be some real highs and some real lows i says if you just complete the paperwork that's given to you and just be honest and upfront and available. You can't do any more than that. I says, and just try and let it drift over you. And, you know, it will yeah, happen. That's it. Yeah. So, you can only control what you can control. I think that's the same, something like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's no point yeah. stressing about things that are out of your control because it's, you know, it's not it's something you can't do yourself or uh, yeah. you can't control. There's no point, is there? Really and it's not. very easy to do though when it's something as massive as buying your first house. Yeah, so I felt really definitely. privileged to be able to help her. It was it was fabulous, you know, to be able to That's see. That's really it. good. So it's always lovely seeing a first time buyer get on a ladder because mm. people are coming into this and it's that it, they know what they what they want to do. Yeah, it's getting the house. That's the end. But the steps to get to there is quite daunting. Yeah. It can be quite expensive lots of terminology thrown at people and it's like whoa what the f <laughs> what's yeah, going what on is that about? No idea. Yeah. yeah it's like almost as if they need an encyclopedia or sorry a thesaurus that's the word i'm looking yeah, for that's the word, a thesaurus yeah. to explain what things are yeah. and I, I get it i get it yeah part of the reason me. why i became a mortgage advisor yeah. myself was because mine was crap uh, and didn't explain anything <laughs> And you need it, don't you? Because like, it's, it's, it's massive. The thought of taking on a debt like that over that amount of time. Yeah. It's huge, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I remember when um, it was completion time for my daughter and we sat on the edge of her bed. And she goes, right, this is the amount of money it says on the solicitor's letter, isn't it, mum? And she got a banking app open and I says, yeah. So we, she read it out to me and I checked it on a phone and then we swapped over and I read it out to her and she checked it on a phone. Do you know what I mean? And because yeah. it was their fees and the stamp duty and everything, it was, I mean, a considerable sum of money, especially for her. You know, and she's like, I'm sure this is right. I'm sure this is right. <laughs> That's you it. Know? And do you know what? People save for a long time yeah. and save a hell of a lot of money. And now all of a sudden they've just got to hand it over. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she got the keys in return and is very, very happy. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So what's happening now with the house? Is she doing it up? Yes. Um, yeah. So she, the bathroom has just been finished last week. Wow. Um, it was the only place really in the house that definitely needed some attention. It was very old. Um, so 
that is completely done now it looks amazing all sort of like um black and white you know with black a black shower and black taps and trim and that it looks gorgeous um it absolutely pops and she's been doing lots and lots and lots of painting um she had to get the kitchen ceiling plastered yeah so she's choosing wallpaper now and doing skirting boards and exciting things like that but she's ordered a carpets and so she says to me what are you doing next tuesday mom (laughs) is that carpet day by any chance Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And you know what? The, the beauty of that is, I'm guessing, did she buy this on her own? This is yeah. Not with a partner, brilliant. Nope. I think that's fantastic when you're young. And it's probably one of the big regrets I have is I didn't I didn't buy when I was younger. Mm. I was going to, I was close to at one point, but never went through with it, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's a big regret. But hey, you live and learn, don't you? you yeah. Life goes on. <laughs> so yeah, power to mm. her. Yeah, wow. so that's what's going on at the moment. Very excited. So I've spent yeah, money a very early and cold morning when the boiler wasn't working, sitting in a house waiting for various things. No, answering the warm. Can you, can you just? Hello. Oh, but it know. sounds like it's all coming together now, though. It is. It is. I don't think it'll be very long at all. You know, she's ordered the carpets to make sure she gets the last little bit of the skirting boards done and things. Um, and it's very bittersweet. She's going to be moving out. She's still my baby, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's very strange. You'll have to add in a room. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, this might sound a bit, but we've got some relatives coming over from Australia um and they're staying for about eight or nine days in london um and i've said they'd love to pop up for the day you know and stop over if that's possible and that will be very soon (laughs) after my emma moves out so it will be a case of quickly sort of putting a couple of single beds into that room so that it can be used for them so i like it yeah so it'll be like a trial for the B&B. I don't fancy doing Airbnb in this house. No, 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 no. I moved, I bought a new build, which is where I am now, about literally in August, it'll be four years that we've um, been here. Are you in your dream home now, would you say? No. Is this forever home? No. No, no. It, I mean, the house with the annex was absolutely perfect at the time, but it outgrew its usefulness. And it was would have been an absolute maintenance money pit. Right. Um, and there was a definite ceiling on the area that we were already very, very close to because we'd got the annex on the side. So it was already right at the top of that. And I just, for me, it wasn't worth spending the money. I sold it to, funnily enough, um, a young couple um, who, when the lady of the couple turned up at the door with her mum, we looked at each other and went, I knew you. Where do I know you and it turns out the young lady had gone to school with my son and they had wow. dated for a while. Oh, okay. So I had actually been to the mother's house on a couple of occasions, being the taxi, as you do, and yeah. met both of them before. And they were the couple that I ended up selling to, even though they offered me a thousand pounds less for the property than some other people. Yeah. Because I knew them, I could trust them. And it was that time in the market where 
you were putting in crazy offers and just couldn't get a house. Yeah. And they were prepared to wait. So, you know what, Debs? I think that speaks volumes because I think a lot of people go into buying houses thinking that they need to be the highest offer. And you know, sometimes you do. Some people selling houses just want, they don't care who you are, as long as you've got the money and you do the highest offer, the highest bidder, they'll have you. It's not always the case. And just like that, you know, people want, people like the neighbours. Like if I sold my house, I'd want to make sure that it's a nice couple. Yeah. Um, moving in um a nice family moving in um and not going to cause cause issues um yeah. doesn't matter what 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 they offer over you, know, you just want to have a nice couple or a nice family moving in um and not yeah. some idiot who's going to cause problems yeah, but that's for people that's what, that was exactly it i mean you know i knew her obviously i met her fiance they were getting married just after they were moving in and you know Aww. there was obviously that link there and you know they were lovely people and I had no problem selling it to them just, you know, for a thousand pounds less because I knew they'd look after it and they'd thrive yeah. and flourish there. And that, oh, that made me feel really good. It was really important. So, oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. What advice would you have there for people who are looking to buy a house? Um, get your paperwork in order before you start. Talk to somebody like you. Know exactly where... They stand financially um, and be prepared to be flexible on what you're looking for. So you may well find that if you just look a little bit further afield and when I say look, I mean physically go into the properties. Don't just rely on Rightmove. Um, Rightmove's great, but it can be very misleading. You need to go and walk around the property, see the area. Um, before you make any agree with that. and get a good solicitor a good conveyancing solicitor is your very best after your mortgage broker oh yes yes yeah. very much so yeah yeah very much so um, I can't, yeah I agree and it, as you know we, we both work in the industry and uh, we've both dealt with bad ones and we've both dealt with good ones do you know what sometimes the good ones are a little bit more expensive but they're worth the weight in gold Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've been offered a couple of property portfolios as part of my business. And one of the vendors of the one of the portfolios. Nah. Based on him, I don't want to do business. Wow. OK. You know, wow. he, that's yeah. Yeah. You've got to feel comfortable. Well, I have anyway. I have. I can't go forward and do business if I can't sleep at night. You know, like it's that. so important. So. And I guess that feeds into your philosophy, you know, with the kind hearts. Um, it, it's, it's, it's scary. Some of the um, cowboy landlords um, that are around. Um, my stepsister, Louise, has just been... You know, she just moved out of an absolute horror show of a of a property. Um, she moved out on the sun on the Sunday. There was a hole in the roof, um, and and uh, a damp mark. And thought, where's this coming from? Um, there was rats in the loft. Oh. There was birds nest because there was a hole. Um, and so she moved out on the Sunday. On a Tuesday, someone moved in and was paying about one hundred and fifty pounds more 
than my stepsister was. No, no, no fixes. They would just move them in, and you think, gosh, that's horrendous. That. Yeah, horrendous. No, I mean, I part of my property that business that I haven't mentioned I, is um, working alongside a charity called Roundabout that are based in Sheffield. Yeah, I've heard. And of them, yeah. for those people that don't know Roundabout, um, they provide accommodation for the the youth, so between sixteen and twenty five years of age. And they try and support people to stay at home where it's safe um, to do so. But if it's not, or they're genuinely homeless or find themselves, you know, in an unfortunate situation um, where they haven't got any accommodation, roundabout have got like a hostel where they put people into at first and a couple of sort of mini starter homes and they like stage it. So you come into the hostel first, you get some assessment, you find out what your needs are, how roundabout can support you. Then they've got a couple of little properties where they move you and trial you to see if you're ready to move out into society. And then they look to people like me to provide one or two bedroom properties where these kids can live independently, supported by roundabout. And that just gives me the warm, fuzzy feeling. Makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, you know, that I can use my business to help people like that, you know. To give them the, one of the most important things in life, a home, somewhere safe, secure, decent. Where they can oh, that's, that sounds really nice. It's yeah. really nice. It's helping people out, isn't it? It's giving people that step yeah. um, to a better life. Yeah, that's it. And the fact that Roundabout support them through doing that is so important. It's not just like they're plucking somebody off the streets and dropping them into a property. You know, they make oh, sure good. that... You know, they get supported to go to college, get jobs, help them with all sorts of, you know, life skills. So it's a privilege to be part of it. Oh, that's really nice, Debs. I like that. Oh, that's brilliant. You also um, help people invest in property as well. I do. Yeah. So. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, tell us a bit about that. Mm, So there are a lot of people that are perhaps interested and investing in property it's not an uncommon investment vehicle but a lot of people say oh it's way too expensive i can't do that i don't want to have tenants i don't want the hassle of you know going through the conveyancing process which as we've just been talking about can be fraught with difficulty um and so i can say to them well okay what money do you want to invest I will find a property that will give you a good return on the money um, and I'll look after it for you. I'll find it for you. I'll help you through the conveyancing. I will look after it for you. I will find the tenants. I'll do the whole lot, basically. The only thing you have to do if you want to invest in that property is put the money into my business's bank account and it's yours we can work together on it we can be a 50 50 joint venture um where you know you're putting in the capital i'm doing everything you can have first charge on the property so you've got complete security it's like doing a um a medium it's like it's like you've got a low risk investment but in fact it's in a medium risk category but I reduce the risks for you so much that you're actually only at a low risk. 
because you can always sell the house. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair no, enough. We're not losing out. It's something tangible. It's not like, you know, some of these more new wave Bitcoin and all sorts of NFTs and things that you can invest in nowadays that they may well be fantastic. I can't say that I understand them. I have a knowledge, but I don't understand them. Um, but you can see it. You can touch it. You can feel it. It's a house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you want to do Everyone that. always will need to have a house as well. There's always going to be a need. Exactly. Exactly. And if you can do that from your own armchair, literally, the only thing you have to do is sign pieces of paper, the legal documentation when it comes through from the buying process. Yeah. So. Fantastic. I'll go one step further, Joe. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, sorry. I keep jumping in there. (laughs) If somebody's already a landlord and they're really fed up because there's been an awful lot of changes come through from the government in the forms of taxation and legislation and different rules um, that have made it very difficult for a lot of landlords to carry on in the business and quite rightly a lot of them are just really fed up so you know people that are in that situation I also can reach out to them and say look you know would you would you like to keep your house for so that you get the capital growth over time which if things continue following past trends will continue, the property value will continue to increase. Um, But you don't want the tenants anymore. You don't want all the red tape. You're just not bothered. Sit in your armchair. I'll rent it off you and I'll sort out all the tenants and I'll just pay you a monthly income. Wow. End of. So I I do that for landlords as well. And then they can keep the value of the property and we'll say to them, you know, Let's do this for two years, five years, whatever you fancy, you know, and we'll review it again just before that time point is due and see what you want to do. You know, you could sell it to me then if you wanted. You could, you could we could carry on. We could do it again. It works for both of us. So, oh, brilliant. That's yeah. a lot of options then for, for people um, wanting, wanting to or if they're already in the uh, area of investing in property. Yeah. Good person to speak to. There are people listening that do. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Get it on the website. (laughs) Okay, all right. Yeah. (laughs) If if people do want to reach out to you, Debs, if they are interested in in learning more, how how can they do that? Um, I have a LinkedIn profile. I don't know if you can pop that up somewhere. Yes, definitely. um, For people. Um, I've also got a facebook page for eastwood property consultants um i will admit openly to not having populated it with very much at the moment but that will be changing um and there is also a website that is currently there in the ether but i just need to tweak the edges of that before it goes live so but that will be under the eastwood property consultants tag as well so Excellent. Mm. Debs, thank you very much for, for talking okay. to us today about everything home buying. It's been really great. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Always nice to chat to you. Good. Yeah, and you. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share and remember to leave a review. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you very much.